0: Girls that you're all together and watching the Junior Grand Prix, enjoying our coverage. You're in the loop. We're here to discuss the ups, downs, and sideways of the sport of figure skating and maybe give you plus five GOE along the way. Let's introduce this week's host. Hi, I'm Yogita, your resident ice dance fan who can now recognize the Argentine tango pattern after watching
1: way too much junior ice dance this weekend. My Twitter handle is at Hi,
2: I'm Miriam, I'm 20 years old and have just adopted 20 new babies watching Juniors
0: these past two weeks. You can find me on Twitter at lickaloops 2 i 2 ss Hi, I'm Andrea, I'm a college student studying business and I put off my studies to watch figure skating this weekend. I'm on Twitter at, at Hi, I'm Kite, I work in a lab
3: and I just joined this episode 24 hours ago so you can guess what I've been doing basically nonstop for the past day You can find me on Twitter at
1: Great, so let's start uh, talking about some news that has happened in the figure skating world in the
0: past two weeks So, um, Boyang Jin he competed this week at the National Grand Prix in China He showed his new short program and his new free skate and his short program he scored 101.4. The free skate didn't go as well, had some falls, a couple of pops and he scored 142.78 but an important thing to note is he's landing the quad loop in practice so we're looking forward to seeing that this season. I'm so excited to see someone with a good quad loop again. <laughs> yeah, it looked really good. Oh yeah,
3: at least the practice video looked really good.
2: Like quad loops are some of the prettiest quads. The one he did in the free was really really good, except his body was a little too far forward. I feel like I really like his costume for the free skate, and I'm really excited for um, to see him this season.
1: We also had the Russian test skates uh, recently, um, and so we were able to see um, Evgenia Medvedeva's new programs. Um, her short program looked really fun. It's a jazzy program and she looked like she was having the time of her life skating it. Um, her double axle looks way better um, than it was previously. She still has issues with her LUTS edge, but we can't expect them to solve all of her problems in two months.
2: Yeah, um, like her LUTS is still not really a LUTS edge. Um, it's still not on the outside edge, but she has taken like, longer time to set up. Like before, she used to take Only, she used to have a really short LUT setup, but now she's taking more of her time to really reach back, which is new because before she used to go on her blade and jump off of her blade, Um, but the LUT is a toe jump, so it's good that she's using more of the toe fake now. Good improvement to see. Uh, her show program was really, really fun, but her um, Free Skate is a little bit empty um, as of right now. But since it's just Russian Test not um, and it's like, the beginning of the season she has, like it's not really wor- Worlds, we're not expecting like a full-on um, complete program. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see her for the rest of the season, and I'm excited to see like uh, the bloodbath of Lady Skating this season, basically.
1: They did say that she forgot.
3: Like Um, half the the (laughs) core, yeah. Yeah. Basically, all the skaters kind of had some issues at test skates. Um, Alina Zagitova also revealed her programs at the test skates, and she had some big issues with her jumps, especially in the free skate. And just the music cuts were kind of tragic, especially the Fan of the Opera short. And I think she's doing the best that she can with them, but like, please, she's a she's an Olympic champion. Like, give her programs that showcase. You know, what a lovely skater she is. And she makes these like beautiful lines on the ice, and it's just, it seems like a shame that she's not really getting to perform to her full potential because of the programs that she's been given.
2: Yeah, she has a lot of raw talent, and you can see that. Um, but I do wish her programs were packaged a little bit better, but that's really on her team, not her at this point. So, yeah,
3: definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. In the latest news of teams splitting up post Olympics, uh, Valentina Marche and Andre Holorek have also split up. Um, Valentina is looking for a new partner. She's aiming for 2022. Um, I'm really sad. I really like them. They had like lovely programs last season, and um, yeah,
2: but I think Andre's wanting to start a family, so that's. I think what his
1: reason is, but yeah, it makes sense, especially since Anna is also retired. Um, They have time now to do that.
2: Yeah, I'm happy for them, but like sad, but also happy, so.
3: And in more team splitting and general national team news, so the Chinese national team had kind of like a camp for their skaters this past week, and we learned that Yu Xiaoyu is looking for a new Paris partner now, apparently. She has split from her previous partner, Zhang Hao. And yeah, we don't really know what's happening aside from the fact that they split and she's she's looking for another partner, but hopefully she's able to find someone very soon. More Chinese pairs on the rise, it's very exciting.
2: Chinese pairs have always been like super talented. Um, and other news too Wakaba Higuchi mid season program change. So she did announce her, her um, program this summer, but she just announced like the change to four seasons. Um, music choreographed by Shaylin Bourne. Um, her first pro- her first competition is going to be later this week, so I really hope um, that it does go well, especially since she's only had this program for a month apparently.
1: I am excited because she and Shaylin work so well together. They gave us the amazing Skyfall of last season, so. I have hopes but i don't have that much hope for this competition (laughs) yeah i mean it's
2: good she's starting a challenge like yeah challenger season testing the program out there
0: instead of like um, her first grand prix so so for more news we release weekly news roundup each sunday and you can if you miss anything during the week you can always check those out on our website and catch up on what you missed oh what do you say (laughs) We just saw history. So let's move on
1: to today's episode. Well, um, so, we're going to be discussing four <laughs> competitions um, US um, Classic International, Lombardia, uh, Junior Grand Prix Amber Cup, and Junior Grand Prix Canada. Have I survived watching all these competitions this weekend?
3: Questionable. No.
1: I doubt it. It was like a skating overdose. So much happening all at once. I was definitely watching two competitions at once a lot this
3: weekend. Yeah, it was a time. The past twenty four hours have been rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had to like missing
2: skater's life to catch up on other skaters and then yeah, it was just a mess.
3: And we're obviously not gonna have time to, you know, discuss all the competitions in depth and still stay within a reasonable time frame. So we're just gonna touch upon the highlights of the events and any skaters that we personally enjoyed and hopefully open that up for discussion as well. Okay, so let's just get started with the Junior Grand Prix Amber Cup, where we have in the ladies division, Alexandra Trusova, Yelm Kim, and Senia Sinitsina.
0: So we saw Alexandra Trusova perform here, and in her short program, she skated to the Kill Bill soundtrack and i thought because she did all triples in that short program and i thought in general her triples look stronger and in particular her triple Lutz, triple loop combination is looking really nice it is yeah she has like nice little in and out and
2: she's you can tell she's working on stronger checkouts on the job
3: i question why a 14 year old is skating to the kill bill soundtrack um, yeah personally it's not it doesn't feel super appropriate given what <laughs> what that movie is actually about um, I do appreciate that they used somewhat different music cuts than what you usually see in a Kill Bill soundtrack. It was music that I haven't personally heard before in a Kill Bill program, which was nice. Um, and I have some questions, like that costume is just not Kill Bill. It's like, the, the black leggings is like a half warm up costume, and then like the yellow top, it's like Ashley Wagner, Samson and Delilah a little bit. I'm just not really sure what's going on with this program, like thematically. And I hope that that kind of gets ironed out more and becomes more clear as the season goes on. Because I think it does have potential as a program to be quite memorable, but I just don't think it's quite there yet. And I think the packaging is a big part of why that is.
2: Yeah, Like I wish they chose a, a color other than that shade of yellow. And I also do wish that Trisava, uh changed her expression a little bit throughout the whole, um, the whole program. Like, she didn't emote a lot during the program, which I really wish she did, but she does have time to like the Grand Prix Final and Worlds to work on um, her expression.
3: Yeah, I think overall she looked pretty strong in the Short Program. Her jumps look strong. She doesn't get great height on her jumps, but she does rotate really fast, so she's able to get those triples around without much of a problem. And I think that overall her skating, her ice coverage could be greater and she could be skating a little bit faster. And perform more to the music because right now it does feel like everything in between the jumps is just kind of filler to get her to the jumps, and hopefully that again that's something we'll see as the season goes on.
1: For her free skate, she skated to Fifth Element and once again had another costume that I was so confused by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, she uh, did open up with the quadlets. Um, unfortunately, it was under rotated, but she is the first lady to attempt the quadlets in competition. So hope, so we we might actually see a junior lady land the quadlets this season.
3: Oh, we probably oh, yeah. will. I will call it now. We're going to see it this season.
1: Between her and Shirvakova,
2: we're yeah, probably going to see it this season. I really like admire her for going into these jumps and you know, not hesitating at all going into them. Um, but I do wish she'd use a little bit less of the blade because Lutz is a toe fake jump and she does um, use a lot of the blade which makes her pre-rotate and um, makes her quad kind of look small and kind of similar to a, to a triple if you're not paying attention.
1: Yeah, we'll see if she improves like the height and um, distance with time. I'm so impressed by her. She like fell on the quad toe and then immediately did. A quad toe, triple toe. Mm -hmm. Like from one side of the rink,
2: fell there, went to the other side, like landed like a combo um, straight out. That was
0: very impressive. And it was a bad fall. Like it wasn't just one of those, oh, you know, you fell, you can get back up. Like she took a hard fall and she just got up like it was nothing. I don't know how she did it. Yeah,
1: don't know either. The program itself felt super messy to me. There was just so much going on and I didn't really know what the story was that was being told here. and there's just like very little emotional impact from her that I was getting in this program.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, again with the costume, I'm not really sure how it's relevant to the music that she was skating to. Um, I don't know if this is like the season of just like bodysuits or something, but overall it just it was kind of an awkward choice and it was a little distracting from the actual program, I thought. And yeah, her um, program component scores were definitely too high for the performance that she actually put out. I feel like there were a lot of areas in the program that just felt emotionally empty, and I don't think the scores reflected that.
1: Oh, I I agree 100%. Compared to some of the other skaters who performed, like she has the strong technical skills, and I really don't like that the judges are like... You have really great tech. Let's give you high per- PCS when that's not how that should work.
2: Yeah, it's not how it should work. Um, like she does, or she does have a lot of transitions, um, but it's just like in terms of interpretation and musicality, she's not quite there, and the scores don't really reflect that. So I wish they would.
3: To me, she is not a super musical skater. She doesn't really seem to have. The same innate musicality that you have from like a Yulia Lipnitskaya or Aliona Kosternaya, she really seems to have to work to connect to the music and I think that the PCS that she's getting are not reflective of that necessarily and so I would just like there to be more even scoring and for judges to be able to separate the technical elements from the performance elements which I know is asking for a whole lot in this day and age. But you know, one can dream. Well, this
1: will be a common theme throughout this episode talking about how PCS has been unfairly given or not given correctly at all. Moving on to another skater I really enjoyed, Yellen Kim, plays silver in the ladies' event here. Um, her short program was gorgeous. Uh, she's a very elegant skater, she has amazing spins. Um, she had some technical issues, um, she stepped out of her Um, triple flip and under-rotated her combo Um, but she has such great positions and extensions on the ice Um, and I really um, admire her and I'm looking forward to see how she improves uh, over the upcoming season especially when she moves into seniors. Uh, The Korean ladies are definitely up and coming and I can't wait to see uh, how they improve and take on this next squad. I really want one of them to make
2: the uh, Junior Grand Prix Final um, and I'm excited to see them like hopefully next year in the Senior Ranks. For Yulam, I really liked her dress, it has a lot of sparkles which makes me happy. Um, her choreo is by David Wilson, you can tell like it's Wilson style but she also adds her own touches, she's really good at using her hands to you know, accentuate certain notes of the music. She has pretty hands.
1: Yeah, her free skate she had a clean skate, which was great. She does a lot of rip ons and I wish that her hands were straighter when she did them.
2: Yeah. They look like a lot better when your arms are straight and look prettier. But her jumps are solid like um in general.
1: Yeah, she's a very Fast rotator, and she gets really nice height as well.
2: Um, she does, yeah. Like people, usually people that rotate fast, they don't get a lot of height. So like they have to rotate fast to get the rotation. Um, but she has like big jumps, and she rotates fast. Um, because she has like a really tight air position, and she also has a lot of distance. Like her double axle triple toe combo was really huge. She basically like flew halfway across the ring just in that one combo. Yeah, I really appreciate that. For men, for the medalists, we had Andrew Turgishev,
1: Kirill Yakovlev, and Yuto Kishino. I really like Andrew. Um, I really liked his short program. He has great lines and very nice musicality, his uh, technical abilities unfortunately. Uh, he had an unfortunate step out on the triple axel and then popped his triple flip into a single flip, uh, which then he invalidated that element. Um, so I'm very happy to see that the U.S. men, the U.S. junior men, are really embracing having more musicality and performance in their programs. But at the same time, it looks like there's this expense of them losing their technical content. So I'm I really don't know what's causing this. Um, and but I hope they find a the balance soon.
3: Yeah, it's his short program was very Josh Faracy. That's who it reminded me of. And Which makes sense because Josh Ferris is one of Andrew's coaches. And of course that made me a little bit sad to kind of see like a Josh Ferris look lookalike on the ice. For kind of a very brief history lesson, for those of you who aren't maybe aware, Josh Ferris was an up-and-coming um, US skater and he medaled at Four Continents and was a multiple time US uh, national medalist. And unfortunately when he was trying to learn how to get quads, he took a pretty hard fall and ended up with a concussion, and that basically just derailed his training. And he's had some significant health issues stemming from that concussion recently, or like in the past few years. And so just to be able to see kind of his legacy carried on um, in younger skaters is really nice, because he was a very beautiful musical skater, and you can see that in Andrew skating as well. And he's definitely among um, the most mature of the junior men internationally right now in terms of expression and artistry. And kind of going off of what Yogita said about the US men struggling with um, their technical content but being very expressive and musical, I think that just comes back to uh, how the US skaters train.
1: Andrew's Free Skate was also great. He messed up the jumps in the first half, but then he came back in the second half and just killed
0: it. And uh, the step sequence with everything i ever wanted in life and more i like how he really um he does a good job of engaging the audience i think he really draws them in and like even though he had the mistakes in the beginning of the program by the end of the program like you pretty much forgot about it because of how how much emotion he had in this free skate. agreed I honestly don't really want to see
1: more Moulin Rouge programs but Andrew could keep his Mulum program. Yeah, I think
2: there um I think there was like another junior too, another junior man. Um he skated some laundry too and he had like a sparkly red costume, so I wish Andrew went with that as well. But I mean, he can't have everything so
1: So next let's talk about Yuto, Yuto Kishina. He uh, placed third um here on the podium.
0: I really liked him. Yeah, I really liked his short programme, especially the step sequence. Um there was some um... Parts where he like hit key accents in the music, and I just thought it was really cool. Like as soon as his program was uploaded, I went back to rewatch that step sequence because I think it's my favorite part of the program. I like how he has like a lot of speed
2: um, and effortlessly uses his knees to gain acceleration. Um, it, like, I see that a lot in Japanese junior men or Japanese skaters in general. Um, they have great great skating skills, great speed across the ice, and they're powerful. And I really do appreciate. That about them, like especially in comparison to,
1: like when you see other juniors skate and then compare the speed, it's definitely very impressive. Yeah, I really really liked his triple loop triple toe combination. It was like perfect technique. I it was great. Yeah, not many people do like triple loop and then a combo, so that was
2: um was like a very good combo. Yeah,
1: he did have a harder time in the free skate. He had to fight through some of those jumps. I don't think he sold this program as well. But I think a lot of that goes to the fact that the G- he was falling, he was messing up his jumps, and that was taking a lot out of him. He did YOLO his last jumping pass, um, which I support a hundred percent. He was he wouldn't have medal if he hadn't. But so I I definitely um, support him, and I look forward to seeing how he grows because he's definitely a great young skater. And um, with all the young Japanese junior men, they all have great skating skills. Um, they just need to work on their nerves and get to uh, learn how to perform better. Yeah, it's really
2: hard to predict like which of the junior men will make it to the Grand Prix Final, um, but I really hope he is one of them. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him the rest of the season. For Ice Dance Modelists, in order we have Arena Ushakov and Maxim Nechrasov, Avonle Nguyen and Vadim Klesnik, Daria Popova and Vladimir So for um, Irina Ishakova and Maxim Nekrasov had. The music choice was very unexpected, but my wig was found on Mars. <laughs> rock
1: tango, rock tango. I didn't know I needed a rock tango until this game.
2: The music started, and I was like, okay, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, it was really, really nice. They both gave a lot of face, um, which I do stand. It made their performance so much more engaging for the audience and so much more
1: powerful. Um, And accentuated the music they were skating to. This was so well choreographed. Like every movement was on point to the music. They hit every musical accent in this program. Do you know how few skaters could do that? I love them. They're my new favorites.
2: The program is very well packaged. Like it's busy, but it's also like very, very uh,
1: well packaged. Uh, Yeah, it was very busy. Um, I definitely thought that they had like a lot going on, but I really enjoyed that they definitely had that choreo and they were. Into the choreo, Um, and the same can be said for their free dance. They had another interesting music choice here. So yeah, they're really good at like buying into their
2: choreography and embodying like whichever character they're given. In the short, it was um, more of intense and fierce characters, and here was just like energetic and fun characters. So they do have a wide range of talent when it comes to interpreting their own characters.
1: Yeah. Um overall I really really do like them. They stand out because of their non-traditional music choices and like these programs. I think they were the most packed programs that I saw the enti- over the four competitions I watched this weekend. There was just so much going on. I wish that there were some points where I wish they had like taking a little time to just hold a position instead of just moving on to the next parts. But even then, like everything worked so well together and was such a great package.
2: I really did like. I quite liked how they managed to grab your attention for every single second of that program. It's kind of like really hard for ice dances to do that since they have so many required elements that they have to do. Um, so it's really nice to see when they can integrate those. Uh, elements like so seamlessly and um,
1: add so many um you know choreographic moves and stuff. Yeah. I I really like them. Um, moving on to the next uh, to the silver medalist Amon Lee and Vatim. Oh my god, they are so elegant. They are. They're just gorgeous. And skating is really, really gorgeous. Their costumes were great. I loved Amon Lee's dresses for both the rhythm dance and the free dance. Um and Everything was just so well put together. They never, they definitely had less content, They were weren't as choreographically intense as Arena and Maxim, but they didn't need to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Arena and Maxim are kind of like a really high bar
1: um, for how choreo- choreographically intense you need to be. They had such they had great twizzles. I, as a Shibitani stan, appreciate great twizzles, and they were they were right on the music. They were a little off sync. But they're young; they can fix that. Um, and they had a great curved lift, um, and an amazing rotational lift in their free dance. Like that was one of my favorite like lifts I saw over all of the ice dance.
2: Oh yeah, like the speed and uh, the rotations in that um, rotational lift were just to die for. They both have like really solid edges and knee bends throughout their patterns, and. Um, Avani has like, a really gorgeous layback position, which I do appreciate. Yeah,
1: they both have great expression as well, Avonlea, I definitely felt more expression from her. They kind of lost it a little in the middle um, as they were like, trying to get through some of their patterns and elements, um, so definitely need to work on keeping that up. But overall, I love them.
2: Yeah, overall the Super Musical are really good at using their hands to pull you along with the music, and yeah, really effective at interpreting the music. They had you know a really good choreographic lift at the end, um, and they had a really, really good – the transitions into their back camel spins were
0: so crazy, it was just insane. I don't know how they do it, but it was just, yeah. And now we're going to move on to the discussion of the Junior Grand Prix Canada. So in the ladies division, we had the medalist Anna Shcherbakova, Anastasia Terokinova, and Rion Sumiyoshi. And so Anna Shcherbakova, she placed first, and therefore she will be going to the Grand Prix final.
3: I thought her music choice in the short program was unique. It was quite nice. Um, It's pretty unusual sounding, but in my opinion, she doesn't really convincingly convincingly to it. Again, she kind of just seems to be going through the motions between the jumps. And everything between the jumps is just like, well, I just got to do this and then get to the next jump. And with the music itself, there were really no high parts of the cut. There wasn't like a climax to the music. And so it kind of just stayed like on the same level throughout the whole program. And it felt a little bit stagnant and a little bit slow to me. Mm
2: -hmm, Like it didn't have a story, really.
3: Yeah, well, I don't think that necessarily a program always has to tell a story. But I, I think there should be like high points and low points so the skater can kind of show off their versatility. And it all just sounded... It was like very nice, it was very melodic, but it all sounded kind of the same to me. And she she did have a pretty nasty fall on her triple triple lutz triple loop. Um, it was like a really weird... like She didn't quite get her free leg around when she was landing the triple loop, and so she kind of lost her edge. And she fell really weirdly, she fell on her stomach. And usually you see skaters fall kind of like on their back. and it was, yeah, it was just super weird. It looked really painful. I was impressed that she picked herself right back up and just started with the rest of the program again. Um, and again, with that combination, you know, you don't really see a lot of ladies doing it.
2: Triple lutz, triple loop like combos are very, very impressive, but you do need, like, good speed coming out of the triple Lutz to go into the triple loop. She didn't have enough height to, um, like, rotate the triple loop. So I think she should have gone just for a double loop because she did downgrade. Um, so she landed, like, she was under on the rotation by a little bit more than a half so i think she it would have been better to go on like the double loop instead just because falls are punished really really badly now falls on downgrades in terms of like the base value deductions so um but then again like with triple loop combos you can't really you don't really have that much time to decide you just have to go right up into them so she didn't have time to think about whether She'd get enough height, so she just went for
3: it. Yeah. Her jumps are quite small, um, which makes sense because she's very, very, very tiny. So she is not going to get the height that a more powerful, physically powerful skater would. Um, As a result they're quite muscled, and she relies basically on rotating very quickly as a lot of the younger juniors do, and so I don't really know how long that technique is going to last her um, when she starts growing. So. We'll just have to wait and see for now. It seems to be working. She does hit some nice positions in the other uh, the elements other than the jumps. Um she has a really unique Bielman spin that I enjoyed um, where instead of putting her hand on the blade, she puts her hand on her leg. Super nice. It's yeah, it's very unusual. I like I like that a lot and um, I thought it was kind of a cute um, Alexa Youguden reference where she's kind of throwing snow around during the program. Um, yeah, it was just very she seemed like she was having fun. With the program, even if I'm not totally sold on how it's thematically packaged. So, we will get to see this again in December and we'll get to see how much it's changed, if at all, then.
2: Yeah, um, she does seem to be enjoying it and I do think it suits her. Um, also, her ice spin like, has a lot of speed and um, really good rotations. It kind of reminds me of Yulia's in a way. Like, it, like, um, and not many like, ice spins remind me of Yulia's, so.
1: Um, yeah, I really do appreciate it. So in her Free Skate, she did attempt a quad leps. Um She fell and was also called under-rotated, um, but she was the first uh, Russian lady to start training the quads, so I expect her to be landing one soon in competition. Um, honestly, I don't like her Free Skate. Yeah, I, I prefer her Short Program. It's just so busy and it doesn't let her, allow her to show her actual like, skating skills. I, all I really want from all of the Russian ladies is for them to actually hold a position. I just want that. Just one position. Why can't I have that? Because sure they can hold it. They're
2: able to. Um for example like Alina's you know, Inavar was really gorgeous, but she just I wish she'd hold it more than like half a second. Um just to showcase her flexibility and yeah, it's definitely something for them to work on. But again, it's not their choice, it's their team.
3: But yeah, with the fall in the quadlets you kind of see the toughness of these junior girls. Not only in attempting the quads, but also like she took a really, really hard fall. Like it was not, you know, the kind of graceful fall that you see from skaters, where they kind of just like you know slip and they like roll over and get back up. Like she fell really hard, and then she still got up and landed the rest of her program clean. And she said in her like post-competition interview with Ted Barton that basically, you know, falling on the quad lutz does not impact my ability to do the rest of the program. And I think it's a very optimistic. It's a very like good way of looking at it. I think and with that attitude. Hopefully she will be able to carry that into the Grand Prix Final in a couple months.
2: Yeah, she does have quite a lot of mental strength, um, so, and like so do the other Junior Russian girls which I really do admire. So speaking of Russian
0: Junior girls, um, another one is Anastasia Tarakonova. So it was good to see Anastasia back, especially because during the off-season we didn't really know if she was skating, how she was doing but she had a coaching change. She's now with Plushenko, and I did like both her programs this season a lot more than the ones she had last season. She seemed to be more in control. I love her jumps. I love
2: her float in and out of the double axle, but she doesn't connect to the music expression-wise that much, so she does have room to grow in terms of interpretation. In the free skate, so her jumps were Um, She struggled just a little bit with jumps, um, just with checking out on them, but overall her picking technique on the toe jumps is um, pretty good. She didn't get her jump technique from Eteri, it came from Panova, so that's why they're good.
1: (laughs) 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 Yes. No offense. She she went to Eteri with good technique, which is the only reason why she has it.
2: Yeah, so kind of like um, Polina Truskaya. Yeah, and she gets really great height on her
1: jumps as well. Yeah. I I really liked her program here. She definitely had like some issues with the jumps, but she she gave it her all and I think she was like the highlight of the ladies free skate here for me. Um she was very happy at the end of this um and it was very a very interesting interpretation of Moonlight Sonata.
3: Yeah, I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, Moonlight Sonata, whatever. And then it turned into, like, basically, like, Cyber Moonlight Sonata. Cyber. (laughs) Well, adding cyber to anything just makes it better. Daisuke Takahashi would be proud.
2: Oh, yeah, he would be with his Cyber Swan. Like, Shoma's Moonlight Sonata, which is, like, usually how Moonlight Sonata is skated to, it's very common serene. Whereas hers is just, like, um, yeah, Cyber Sonata, but it definitely fits her. She's more like feisty and powerful. But yeah, again, just like in the short program, I'd love it if she worked a little bit more on her expression. The next uh, skater we have is Riyan Tmiyoshi. She has lovely skating skills. She holds her positions and um, like the edges after her turns more than most people do,
1: which I do appreciate. Yeah, um, she didn't do as well in the short program. But she she came back and she killed it in the free skate. Um, to be completely fit, honest, the group four of ladies in the junior grand prix at Canada gave me terrible flashbacks to Worlds, and I never wanted to have those flashbacks <laughs> again. Um, but R- R- Rion definitely pulled a Wakaba, and like she she was she skated in group three, and then she stayed in first for most of group four. So um, and she stayed on top to pull out a bronze here and she was great. Um, She's skating to Swan Lake, um, which isn't my favorite warhorse. I don't really have like opinions on that on Swan Lake, um, but I really enjoyed her program and her enthusiasm for it. Um, And she had like this amazing triple flip, triple loop combo, uh, like my wig on Mars. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Very good height, very good
2: distance. She also uses her upper body quite effectively to connect with the music, um, which is perfect for a swan lake and a swan program in general. She does remind me a little bit of Akiko Suzuki, um, in that she has great interpretive range, like as we saw between her show program and her free skate, because they're different music.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this program. I thought it was a great comeback for her, and I was really impressed, especially because I hadn't really seen her skate before this um, Junior Grand Prix, and I would... I would argue that that she deserved a higher score. She got 119, I believe. Um, but I think, especially in, like the program components score, I think she could have done. I think the judges could have given her a little bit more. Yeah, they
2: could have been like way more generous. She has
0: magnificent skating skills for a
2: junior, um, and the scores should reflect that. But sadly, they don't.
1: Uh, one other standout for me at this competition was Young Yu, who had an. Amazing short program. She was choreographed by Shailen Bourne, so thank you, Shailen Bourne, as always for my life. Um, it was a she was skating to a tango, and the choreo was well. It was well choreographed on all the musical accents. Uh, she uh, she had an amazing step sequence, um, and. She just kept going. She did have an unfortunate step out on her combo, but she kept improving as the program went on, and I really, really enjoyed that. She also has this gorgeous gorgeous layback in a bower that I wish she had held for just a little longer. Um, she used it to transition um, later on in the program. Um, and the same for her spiral, I just want people to hold their positions. Is that so hard? too much to ask?
0: It's unfortunate what happened in the in the free skate? But I think seeing this short program, you can really see how much potential she has, and I'm looking forward to seeing how she grows. Korean Juniors rise.
1: Please. I just want all Asian skaters to rise,
3: please.
2: Oh, see a move oh, We'll get there. They deserve. We'll get there.
3: So moving on to the men at this event, we have our three medalists, uh, Peter Guminik, Tomoki Hiwatashi, and Adam xiao
0: So with Peter, his free skate I thought was incredible. He did a really nice job and he opened up the program with a huge triple axle, triple loop, which you don't see that these days. So it was really for a junior to be doing that combination, it was really impressive.
2: Yeah the height on his triple axle is like way bigger than a lot of even senior men. Um he kicks up really high and just has a lot of power throughout the jump. Triple loop combos are super hard, um, so good on him for pulling that off as well.
1: It takes a lot of guts to like put on a triple loop combo, especially after a triple axle, because there's triple axles like one of the hardest jumps for even like the top men to do. And for this, for Peter to just decide, you know what, my triple axle is so good, I'm gonna do a triple loop after it. I, I'm impressed that I instantly stand.
0: And apart from the jumps, I was really impressed with the spins as well. He has really amazing flexibility and like really cool spin positions. A lot of the times we see sort of the same kind of spins among the men and he really had some variety and especially his his donut spin, he did um, like an upward twist on it which I hadn't really seen before. And so it was, it was really cool to see a junior doing these kinds of spins, um, especially because with junior men. Their jumps will tend to be a lot better than their spins, their spins tend to slow down and I don't know, I really, I really like his spins and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this program in the future. Yeah, he was definitely very creative. Um, I don't
2: think I've seen anybody do an effort uh, facing Donut before. Um, yeah, very, very impressive.
1: So next, uh, let's move on to Tomoki Hiwatashi I'm from the US. He plays Silver here. Um so I I've been a fan of Tomoki for a while, so I was really impressed with his showing here. Um once again, he like Andrew, he has great like performance skills and very great expression. Um it's just the technical skills are still not a hundred percent there yet.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing him at Nationals and I thought he had done a really good job, so it's it's nice to see him doing well on the junior grand prix circuit.
2: Yeah. Um he's definitely very musical, but I do he should use a little bit more transitions, like going into his triple axle he did go into it from a bracket, but to do the triple axle, he was basically just doing forward stroking um so we should just vary his transitions a little bit more. He has a really, really nice spielman in a bower and split jump. He has really good flexibility, especially for. Emancipator. Um, his position and speed are great. He takes like no time or effort to pull his leg up in the beam. Um, and like whenever I watch men, I just really really miss laybacks and Beelmans from like watching ladies. So I do love seeing men do them.
0: Yeah, the the sequence of steps going into the triple style, it was it was a really difficult sequence, and he pulled it off really well.
2: Also, he had like a yeah, he like did just a cantilever split jump. He has really great distance and jump in. Like his quattro triple toe? Yeah. I'm like excited to see him progress over there to the season.
1: Yeah, same. I definitely hope uh I excited for his next assignment and I think I I don't I never want to predict who makes the Grand Prix final because that's poor taste, but I, I would love to see him there if he can make it. Next let's talk about Yuma Kagayama, who was amazing in the short program. I last time I saw him was a Japanese junior Nats. And he struggled a lot there, but here he was so great. Uh, I was such a big fan of his like skills, his basic skills were on point and he has such great musicality. He was, his program was so fun too, it was excellent music choice for him.
2: Honestly his skating skills here were better than like some of the senior men we saw Lombardia like, Lombardian US Classic. Um, oh boy. That's a call out. <laughs> <laughs> he just like has really really great power and speed to his skating and uh, but also it has a lot of control and nice skating skills in general.
1: yeah, I really like his spins. I thought they could be a little faster, but I overall was very impressed. yeah, they could be faster for sure, but he did have an outside edge
2: cannonball sit spin. Um, Not many skaters can do like outside edge spins. you usually see like outside edge or change edge camels, but you don't really see,
0: um, yeah, change edge cannonball spins that much. So it's very unique. His free skate, he struggled a little bit, um, but I was really impressed by his speed. He he just kind of zooms around the ice um, and his spins again, he has really impressive flexibility. And so it was, it was nice to see. Yeah, it was really unfortunate what happened with his jumps, but I also I
1: really did like this program, um, and I thought like his the step sequence here was also very great. It definitely showcased like his skating skills a lot. Um, his knee bend he definitely saved him on a lot of the jumps here. Um, so I <laughs> I hope for him to work on his jump technique. Um, but fourth, his this was his junior Grand Prix debut, and so forth fourth here is nothing to scoff at. I'm Very much looking forward to see um, what he does at his next showing.
3: Yeah, so moving on to another standout performance, perhaps in a different way. Um, Steven Gogolev, um, unfortunately he had some major issues with his jumps at this competition and he ended up 5th, and he was skating in front of a home crowd, there were a lot of fans in the audience and I think the pressure of that definitely did affect him. Um, this being his Junior Grand Prix season debut. Just watching his short program especially, I'm quite concerned about the the longevity of his jumps. Um, his coach, Brian Orser, does say that he has five types of quads, but watching him go into the quad lots especially, you can see that he pre-rotates the jump a lot, and he cheats the toe pick takeoff quite a bit. Um, he kind of has a toe hammer, so he's driving that pick really hard into the ice behind him, and then he kind of relies on like, not a full blade, but kind of a half blade to take off instead of just very cleanly picking into the ice. Um, so that doesn't really bode well for his technique as he grows. Um, still this is his first junior season internationally and he is only 13 years old. He's very, very young. So it's likely that he's going to stick around on the Junior Grand Prix circuit for a couple more years and solidify his reputation and hopefully um, work on making those jumps a little bit more solid. and. Kind of just learning how to compete um, on the international stage.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely hope that they that his team goes back and takes a look at his jump technique because honestly I'm very worried about him and I'm very worried about him getting injured badly in the future. He definitely caved to his nerves here so hopefully he'll do better the next time we see him. He plays fifth and he does have a gold from his first outing. so. Anything can really happen in men's figure skating, so he could still end up making the Grand Prix final. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, so I definitely hope that he takes advantage. That he has a he does have a great team behind him, and that he they do actually work on fixing his triples before like forcing him into like actually taking on all of these quad jumps. Because honestly, at this point, you don't need quads. To, to to win in the junior at the junior level. So I, I want him to get like strong basic skills uh, and fix and get high levels of execution first and then move on to actually doing the quadlats, the quad etc. So for the Ice Dance Medalist we have Morgie
2: LeJoy, Zakir Laha, Polina Yavanenko, Daniel Karpov, Xenia Konkina, and Alexander Vaknov. So for gold medalist at this event, um, Marjorie Lejeune and Zachary, I like that they had like a lot of sass and they get like they gave a lot of face throughout the performance.
1: They're a very well-rounded team, and this is their fourth time on the Junior Grand Prix. Um, so so I'm very excited for them to move into seniors. You can definitely see that their technical skills are above and beyond everybody else that we've seen so far in the Junior ice dance. They have really great twizzles. Um, they have. A very nice rotational lift. Um, They rotate so quickly; it's amazing. They definitely um, have to pay a little bit more attention to their edges. They only got level threes on the patterns, but overall, I enjoyed them in the in the rhythm dance, in the free dance. However, um, I like I know they're a good team. I know they have great skills, and like I can see them on the ice. They have excellent twizzles. They have great lifts. They have great positions. They have Great um, edges and everything is like very well done. They're an extremely well packaged team. I just don't feel emotionally connected to them at all. They they're very Montreal. They are. um...
3: It's an adjective.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Très Montreal. Yeah,
2: like they had. I can tell that they're really really good. Um, They're obviously skilled, but they did put like a lot of emotion into the program. They did go hard. Uh, but I just
1: like their rhythm dance a lot more. Uh, they are the second team on the Junior Grand Prix circuit to get over a hundred in the free dance, so that says a lot to their actual abilities. Um, so I'm happy with that. But and I, I'm very excited for them. But at the same time, I'm not. They they feel a lot like Papadakis and Scissor on to me in like their t- in their pro in their free dance and. As many of you know, I'm not the biggest Papadakis and Scissorone fan either, so I don't know. I, I feel really indifferent to them in general.
3: Yeah, I quite agree with what you guys have all said. Um, they are senior quality in a lot of their technical elements, um, but I think emotionally they left me pretty cold. Uh, I'm not super convinced in their connection with one another. Their kind of I don't know oneness on the ice, I guess, is it could be stronger, which I think will come with time um, when or if they decide to move into the senior ranks, I think they'll have plenty of time to work on that. But yeah, overall, they have a gold here, they have a silver at um, Junior Grand Prix Austria, so we will see them at the Grand Prix Final in December in person for some of us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exciting. Um, so Next we have Xenia and Alexander who got uh, bronze here. Uh, I really enjoyed them, they're a new team. Um, they only recently paired together, but you can definitely see they have very strong individual skills here, um, and I love their tango, like their rhythm dance. Probably was one of my favorite music choices, and I really enjoyed them. They had a great lift, um, but they unfortunately collided with each other a little during the sub sequence, um, and it, they, nobody fell, but you could could see them be a little shaken there. But I'm overall, I'm very impressed with them. Like they do have a lot to improve on, but they're a
2: powerful couple and they pulled off this tango really, really well, so they do have a lot of potential.
1: I really enjoyed their Freedance, they had a drama opening, it was great. I also love their costuming. They both have very strong individual skills, but they definitely have to work on their synchronization. But that's something that will definitely come with time. They are a new team and I fully expect to see them next year being on top of everything. Um, I really did like them, and I hope that they continue skating together.
2: So with this team, we had like very nice expression from both seniors, especially, and I think we found like a sort of pattern going around. Um, like I found it when watching ice dance was that the girl ice dancers. They're kind of less afraid to be more expressive um, throughout the whole performance and show more face than the men um, in general. Why can't more men be like Scott? Oh, please.
3: (laughs) Scott Moyer is the one and only.
2: He gives so much face, it makes me like, it gives me life.
1: But overall, I think that's it for the juniors. Let's move on to the two senior competitions that. Happened this weekend um, of death, uh, in which more men
3: die, and they certainly did happen.
1: <laughs> honestly, did anything good happen this weekend? Kasuki,
3: Kasuki we'll is a good I mean, thing. We'll, we'll get.
1: get. that's a
2: cool U.S. Classic champion.
3: So let's just get started with the Lombardia Trophy. So in the ladies, we have our three medalists: Yelizaveta uh, Tuktamysheva, Sofia Smotrova, and Mako Yamashita. So yeah, let's, let's get right into it.
1: Oh, my God. Elizaveta's show program was to the Assassin's Tango, which is one of my favorite tango pieces of all time. And like nobody has done this well before. and I'm so excited. I'm actually so
0: excited. <laughs> yeah, she really sells this program. Like I love how much she gets into it and it, I don't know makes her a really engaging performance. Yeah, she doesn't leave
2: a note of the music uh, unused. she's she has a very like natural musical ability. Uh, And she does have so much sass and can pull off this program really, really well, which I do appreciate.
3: Okay, so moving on to her Free Skate. She did have this super fun dance music from The Great Gatsby soundtrack, and she looks like she's having a lot of fun. She's really emoting very well to the music and getting into it. Um, She's not quite fast enough for the opening score. It kind of felt a little bit slow and sluggish in comparison to how fast-paced the music was. And she's not a slow skater, but the music was just so fast that it was a little bit hard to keep up with, I think. And she did go for the triple axel here. She stumbled a little bit on the landing. Um, she had to step out. It was pretty pretty clearly under-rotated, um, but it wasn't called by the tech panel for some reason. She, again, does have some of the best jumps, not only in the Russian ladies, but in the senior field. She's one of the very few ladies in seniors or juniors, who has a true Lutz, which I definitely appreciate as a Lutz, as a Lutz stand. Again with the speed, I think her ste- step sequence also did need to be a little bit faster, given the music that she was skating to, and the chore- the choreo- choreography of the program felt a little bit empty to me, aside from some very dramatic arm movements, but it is early in the season. I think this program is a little bit of a work in progress, so I think we will see it become more complex. Um, at her next competitions moving forward. And I just want to know why she's always peaking in post-Olympic seasons as opposed to in the Olympic season. She peaked in 2015 when she won the world championships and now she has her triple axle back. Unfortunately, the Olympics were in February. That is, as <laughs> as her fan, that is quite frustrating.
2: Yeah, she did post like um, she did post an Insta on Insta like getting her triple axle back in the post Olympic offseason. Um, she joked about how it's being too late and kind of sad, but she does have a, quite a lot of potential. She still
0: has like really, really good jumps and a lot of potential. So I'm excited to see her from now on. Yeah, and I think it's good that um, she's putting the triple axle out there and she is standing up on it. We saw it here and we saw it at the Russian test skates. So, I mean, it, it shows she's at a good place like in the season and she's in pretty good shape. So, it's, it's exciting to see. How this triple axel is gonna go on the on the Grand Prix season?
1: Yeah. Um. So I really like her as a performer. I honestly wasn't a big fan of the program as it is, but obviously it's going to evolve more as the season progresses. So hopefully I'll get more into it. But she just is such a great performer. She just draws me into the program, and she has this huge presence on ice. Like, you you have no choice but to pay attention to her.
0: Okay so moving on to Mako. She was the bronze medalist here. Well she, she's a lovely skater and I think she she has nice skating skills but her short program music isn't my favorite. Um, I' don't, I don't know why they couldn't give her better music but yeah um, but overall she does have really good jump technique.
2: She springs herself up on the jumps um, really effortlessly especially on Toby jumps.
1: She has nice low in and out. I'm interested in seeing how her program develops as the season goes on. I, I, Mihoko, why did you choose this music, though? Mihoko, <laughs> why? Um, but she, she, she's a wonderful skater. She has a great technique. She's great for skating skills. And I'm very much looking forward to her first season in the seniors' ranks and see how she does.
2: Moving on to Kaori Sakumoto in her show program, so her dress, I want to show her shout out her dress. It's really, really pretty. It's like 50 shades of just gorgeousness The shades are really pretty
1: um, and it just flows really, really nicely when she skates. It was an unfortunate bad day for Kaori. She missed her combo and she fell on her opening jump, which is very much unlike her. We saw her last season and she was probably the most consistent of all of the Japanese ladies last season. So I hope that everything's going well for her. She did so much better in the free skate.
0: Yeah, she showed off her free skate in an ice show over the summer, and since we saw it then, I thought it was really, I really liked it. And seeing it in a competition setting, um, I really, I think it's a great fit for her. I mean, she did a better job with the, with the jump skilly, but because of the short program, she had some struggles. She wasn't able to podium, but hopefully. It is early in the season, so hopefully, as we move on, she's able to perform to her fullest potential.
2: Yeah, like it's good she's using this challenge that she is as an outlet to test this program. Um, it's definitely nowhere in, like near her full potential, but it's a good learning experience. And she hasn't even been on the senior circuit for that long. The spiral sequence during um, like the highlight part of the music is really, really a uh, pretty moment. Uh, give me life. Okay, so for men, for Lombardia, we have medalists Shoma Uno for gold, Dmitry Aliyev, and Andrei Lezikin. So Shoma,
0: his short program, I think, is one of my favorite short programs that he's done. He, It reminds me of Loco, his Loco Free Skate, and I really like that style on Shoma. And also, it was nice to see in his step sequence, he was smiling, and normally with Shoma, we don't really see a lot of facial expressions. He's a musical skater, but when it comes to I guess, emoting the music, sometimes he he doesn't use his face as much as other skaters, but it was nice to see him branching out and and growing in that aspect. I thought that the first half of this program was pretty empty
1: content-wise, but overall I do see a lot of potential in this program, so I'm very excited to see how it's going to develop. Over the season. I don't agree with his performance, his component scores at all at this competition, but we can get to that a little later. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a little bit worse than his free skate. Um but for this costume it's just a sheet of his costume here. I do hope he changes it or at least changes the color, which he probably will because like it's showman, he changes like you don't know how many times he'll change it.
1: He'll probably have a new costume every every competition and we'll just like a- accept it. I am mad though.
3: Why did he give up Satomi Ito? Um kind of looking a little bit more at the technical side of this program. Um <laughs> there's some I mean as always some issues with the jump technique on the quad flip, which initially I thought was a quad sal because the Lombardia stream literally froze right as he was going into the jump. And I was very confused as to when he put a quad sal in his short program. I mean, kind of some of the same issues that he's had with his jumps um, with a little bit of the full blade takeoff and the pre-rotation on the flip especially. And he did double the back end of his quad toe Double toe combo. I think it was meant to be a quad toe triple toe. So he definitely did not max out his score potential at Lombardia. I really love the step sequence. I really love the choreo of it. He is very good at doing the, the sharp kind of tango snapping arm movements. Um, and I think he was the class of the field in the short program. Um, it's a very unique cut kind of music. And I think. They're doing a good job with it. I think there's areas where it could be expanded upon, and there's definitely places where, for example, transitions are maybe a little bit lacking. But it was, it was fun. I think he is. This really plays to his strengths, and I I look forward to where this program goes in the next couple months. So
2: first, for his free scale like first of all, um, I do like the costume. Details quite a lot, but I just feel like Moonlight Sonata should be navy blue, not like much of a white color. But again, he'll probably change it, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, Moonlight (laughs) Sonata. Oh god, it's a choice. Uh, The program itself seems very empty to me. Like the I I was waiting for him to do something, but he mostly just did crossovers and spread eagles and jumps. (laughs) That was the program. Yeah, like it was just like do this element, okay, skate to the other side of the ring,
2: do this jump, skate to the other side, do this spin. Like um, that's what it was. It didn't um, have that much contact. Um, Look, he did someone to say in the off season that this program was pretty much empty except for jumps. It's pretty much jumps at this point. But I do hope that before his first Grand Prix, he does add a little bit more content in between the elements.
1: Um, He definitely didn't have as good as time here. With his jumps than he did in the short program, he fell on one of his jumps. Uh, he he repeated the quad toe. His flip was under rotated. It was it was not the best program, which is good because I didn't want him with a peak again at Lombardia like he did last season. So that was good for me. I'm excited to see that he's doing the quad sal here in his free skate instead of the quad loop. Um, so. We'll see how that jump treats him this season. Um, because I'm not a fan of his quad loop at all. And yeah, his quad style
2: scares me like way less than his quad loop, definitely.
3: Yeah, we kind of I think knew on some level going in that it was gonna be a pretty easy win for him at Lombardia. There's not really any there weren't any other men here who could really realistically challenge him, um, if he was at, you know, anywhere close to, to being clean, which he wasn't really clean, but still I really have a lot of questions for his team about what they were thinking when they gave him Moonlight Sonata, because Shoma already is not the the fastest skater out there. Um, He does take some time to get across the ring. He's not slow, but especially if you're going to give him a slow classical piece, the fact that he's not a very fast skater is going to become more evident. And to me, right now, the whole program does feel very lethargic and very empty, and I just I think he can do a whole lot better. I think his team can give him a much better program than this, like they're clearly capable of because his short program was pretty exciting. Um, He's had exciting free skates in the past, like Loco, and I just, I think, I understand maybe that they're trying to make him into a more versatile skater, but right now this just, it doesn't work for him at all.
0: So with this free skate, I really only enjoyed the last minute when the music starts to pick up, because I feel like... That's where more things start to happen, and and I start to get excited about the program. But the rest of the rest of the program, kind of like everyone said, it, it just feels generally empty, and there's not a lot going on, so it's hard to really connect. Which is is tough because I really like Shoma and I like his skating. I just wish I could connect with his programs. So I when I watched this program, I I did watch it a few times and. Towards the end I decided I was just going to count the crossovers just out of curiosity and I got about 55 crossovers and like if you compare that to, I don't know, some of the other top men, it's it's a lot and it kind of shows that there's just not a lot going on transitions wise. But that's not really reflected in his score because he still gets a high transition score. So I just wish. He got
1: an 8.85 in transitions yeah.
0: here. And I just don't
1: understand what transitions these judges were seeing because I didn't see any.
3: For those of you who are interested in doing the math on those crossovers, that's like almost 15 crossovers per minute of skating. Which is just like, Mahoko, why would you do this to us? Why would you do this to Shoma? He's. Perfectly capable of doing actual transitions. I just, I want that to be reflected in his program, especially that now that he's an Olympic silver medalist.
1: My other issue is that, like, she doesn't need to because the judges are giving him the scores anyway. So why not give him an easier program to skate if the judges are still gonna reward him as if he
3: has all of the transitions that he needs? So- I mean, okay, to be fair, to be fair to Shoma though, he does. Really make an effort to improve his skating. He's going to these jump clinics every summer to improve his tech because he's aware that he has a lot of issues with his jumps. So I don't think this is like an issue with him so much as an it's an issue I think with his team. And I don't think they're like trying to you know game the system or anything. But I
1: think it's I think it's just that they're seeing this is what works, so they they're fine to keep doing it since he is doing well with these programs and. I agree. I love Shoma. He has some fantastic skating skills. I just wish that he had the opportunity to showcase that.
3: Yeah, I I put this mostly on the judges for rewarding things that yeah. aren't there. I agree,
2: um, because like if they were not to reward him, um, we, he could like possibly unlock his full potential because he does have a lot of raw talent when it comes to like skating skills and um, like edges and stuff. Um, but yeah,
0: it's, it all just go ba- goes back to the judges. So. So with um, Dmitry Aliyev, he he did a good job at this competition. Um, His short program, I actually really like this. I saw it when he showed it at the Russian test skates, and I liked it then. And I think since he showed it there, it has improved. Um, I think he has really lovely lines and extensions, and I really enjoy the step sequence. I think Dima has great musicality, and this program helps showcase that. Um, he struggled a bit with the jumps, He the quad-toe didn't work out too well for him, but I did like his quad out triple-toe combination. Yeah, I'm
3: very excited for the possibility of there finally being a battle of the Russian men to parallel the very um, packed field and Russian ladies. Um, in my opinion, uh, Koyada is still the dominant Russian man. and. I know this might be quite an unpopular opinion. I think that his skating is actually more mature and refined than um, Dimitri Um And I, I con- personally, I connect more with Kolyada. but I do think that um, Dimitri has great potential for growth, especially if he can get his jumps more consistent. And I, this is, I think, only his second senior season, so um, he has a lot of time to grow and to mature in that respect. And I hope that this program will be a vehicle for him to do that.
2: But even um, like I know that I know that like for sure, Michael has better um, like he has better jumps, he has better skating skills. But I can't help but feeling more connected to Dema's skating. I think it's just me like connecting more to his programs than Mikhail's, But um, I'm excited to see how they both progress over the season.
3: Moving on to the free skate.
2: Oh God!
1: What <laughs> the hell? Do you forget an axle?
2: I <laughs> know.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he um did not do the required axle in his free skate, which means his final combination, which was a triple lutz double toe, was invalidated because it had to be an axle type jump and it wasn't. And there's actually in the video you can see his coach like yelling at him from the boards. Presumably because he he didn't do he hadn't done an axle by the time he was like at his last jumping pass. I'm just very amused. He's he's all of us.
1: Dimitri clearly clearly still thinks that we have eight jumping passes in the free skate now. <laughs> And so he was planning on his eighth pass to be the triple axel in honor of Yuzuru Hanyu, Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but he did land his opening quads, which were he landed his quad sal, his quad toe triple toe, and his quad toe, um, and they were gorgeous. And which makes the situation even more funnier to me because he landed all three quads
0: and had no (laughs) axel.
3: Look, we look, we've all been there.
0: So the some of the choreography in this program was. Interesting. He's he's running in place. And it's just like, why are you running, Dima? Like, who are you running <laughs> why from? Why are you is, running? I don't <laughs>
3: understand. <laughs>
0: um, sorry. It does remind me
2: of um, like Evgenia when she did um, her show program from 2017, when she would do like the skipping the rope kind of thing. Oh it's just, no. I don't know how much meaning it adds to the whole program, but it's whatever. It's very dramatic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did really like this program, but I, I do enjoy his skating. So I hope it improves.
3: I hope he remembers his axles next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Like we
2: all want to cancel axles, but uh Dimas not such a good idea. Not everyone so, wants to cancel Axel To actually
1: do it. <laughs> Please petition. I, I feel like Yuzuru would kill us if we petitioned for them to cancel axles.
0: <laughs> okay, so next, moving on to Kaski Tomono. Yeah, I love this short program. Like As soon as he did, I was like, wow, this is going to be one of my favorite short programs. I think I was really impressed with how much he grew. Like His, his artistry has improved so much. Um, and I think working with Misha because Misha G did choreograph this program and he worked with him a lot in this during the summer. I think that really paid off because you can see a lot of growth in his movement and musicality, which is, is really exciting. And I don't know, I just really like this program. I'm excited to see him because he struggled a little bit with the jumps, so I'm excited to see him perform it clean. Yeah, I agree. Um, I his artistry has most definitely improved. So. Thank you
1: Misha G. and you can also see the skating skills has improved a lot as well. he flows on the night on the ice so much easier and faster and it's I, I'm really excited to see how he grows and his rise. i I just wish he'd get the performance component scores he deserves. I just wish. Um, moving on to his free skate he's doing river dance, which is one of my favorite warhorses of all time. so yes yes, please I, I don't think I've seen the river dance that's gone wrong so. And he's continuing to give me river dances that I love. Um, The step sequence was wow, wow, wow! I love it. He He went hard. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, he still has some issues with his jumps, but those are things that can be improved on as the season goes on. I can't wait to see this program be skated
3: clean. It's going to be unreal. Yeah, it was. Quite a bold decision of him to choose Riverdance, I think, especially because, like, the first half of the musica is very similar to Jason Brown's Riverdance, which is one of the most iconic programs, I think, in recent memory. And so when I heard he was doing Riverdance, I was a little bit concerned because obviously people are going to be making these comparisons to like the Riverdance that went viral in 2014. But after watching it, I don't think I'm worried at all about it. I think it stands up very well on its own. It's a very complex program, and I think um, it's early in the season, but he does deliver it very well already. And even though he did have some issues with his jumps, um, it has, I think, huge potential for him. And I think, you know, it kind of does signal his like... Transition from kind of being a little bit, I think, overlooked on the senior stage last season to really like coming into his own as like you know placing fifth at his first World Championships and everything. And I hope this is kind of the first step towards him becoming one of the leading men in seniors.
0: And I think he he has really great energy just throughout the program, and I like how he's showing different sides to his skating because his short program is more of a, a slower, softer piece and then in this one, he's just you know very energetic and just, you know, the, he really draws the audience in with the, with the movements and the music, obviously. And also, I thought, I was really impressed with how when he was going into his triple lutz, he actually tripped in the going into the steps and then literally two seconds later, he still does the triple lutz and he lands it perfectly and I don't know how he did that but just props to him. Yeah, legends only, honestly.
2: <laughs> Alright, so for US Classics and other uh, Challenger sh- series that happened, we'll start with ladies. We have medalists, uh, gold medalist Satoko Miyahara, I love saying this, Yun-Suk Lim and uh, for silver medalist and ye
1: Kim for bronze medalist. So let's begin with… The savior of figure skating, um, Toko Miyahara. Her short program is just life. It was it, it was just everything. She was so she show stopping, amazing. She's a goddess of figure skating. What do we do to deserve her this weekend? I don't know, but I I love her.
2: She really is. Um, everyone say thank you, Satan. She um, she was show stopping this weekend. Uh, I've heard like varying views on her dress. Like some people liked it, some people didn't like the front cut. Um, but I generally like, like the concept of the dress and I like how it flows when she moves, uh, especially this
1: skirt part. So the tech panel went in on her, on her sh- in the Short Program. She, she, three of her drums were called under-rotated and she had a unclear edge call on her triple Lutz, which is something I've never seen happen to Satoko before. Um, I tried to rewatch it. Um, but the stream didn't really give me a good ankle. It did look a little flat to me on the angle I was watching it, but I'm honestly not sure. But that was very unlike her. So hopefully they're not doing anything to her LUTs and this was just an off issue. But here's hoping. But her t- double axle, she has improved height wise, which amazes me. Satoka's always been a small jumper. She rotates very quickly, but she doesn't get much height. Um, but her double axle has definitely improved height wise. Rumor has it she's training a triple axle, so we'll see what happens there.
3: Actually, I don't think that's rumor. I think she herself confirmed uh, yes, it that's true. at uh, the world yes, championships. So let
1: yeah. me let me scratch that. Um, she is training a triple axle. Um don't know when she'll be able to debut it, but I'm happy it's helping her double axle improve.
3: Yeah. I um for the record her program is on YouTube now so I was able to watch it in twenty five percent speed. To look at that edge on the triple lutz, and it does seem to be a flat. Again, the angle is not great, but she does kind of seem to wobble a bit, wobble back a little bit onto the flat edge right before she takes off, and she does tend to pre-rotate a little bit, um, just pausing and like kind of going frame by frame. Um, it is it's a little bit noticeable, and she doesn't get great height, so I can kind of see why she pre-rotates. Um, but she does rotate super super fast, and she has good air position. Um, And as always, beautiful performance, beautiful skating skills. Um, She's not the most powerful skater in the field, but she does have just beautiful expression and lines and she's exceptionally um, performative. And she held her spiral in the program, which made me just unreasonably happy. Instead of having, you know, that weird like microsecond thing that some of the other skaters have, she does hold her spiral and I just wanna know why the ISU took out the spiral sequence. Like I will never understand. Because there are
1: so many bad ones. I mean <laughs>
2: true. But also like I miss seeing spirals that like you can see even if you blink. Yeah, so I really like how she held it. She held it even longer in the free program. And with Cecil Gosh, she's like, even though she's really tiny, she fills the arena quite easily with her presence on the ice. So she does have um, like uh, quite some powerful skating skills. Her jumps they might not be powerful, um, but overall she is a powerful skater. And uh, she she's she like powerful but also delicate. She has really nice skating, which you can see in her hand movements and in her stunts. One thing that bothers me is like um, when they were making like the new Goe handbook, they use her layback as an example of like what plus five Goe. Looks like but when, when you look at the protocol in the short program no just gave her like a plus five on the protocol which I'm like how does that make sense do you guys need the handbook like right on your side I just don't know
0: <laughs> another um, I had a concern with her short program layout she's doing a triple flip and at this competition it was a little scary um, it was it was marked under rotated and she saved the landing what I didn't think she would have But her triple loop is a much stronger jump for her and usually she does not have an under rotation problem with that one. And she does get positive GOE. So I don't I know they increase the base value for well they lowered the base value for the loop and so the triple flip is higher now. But I think she would be better off doing a well done triple loop with positive GOE than having that triple flip and running the risk of under rotating or maybe not even landing it. So I don't, I don't understand why the team chose to do that. But we'll see how it works out for her.
3: Yeah. So let's move on to her free skate and just, oh my god, <laughs> I, I just, I love this free skate so much already. This is like our first time seeing it um, in a competition. Um, she did have some issues with her jumps. She Doubled her opening, triple sal, and then she um, went into the triple lutz and fell on it. Unfortunately, um, and again, she fell really weirdly. She fell like on her front instead of on her back. Um, so that was that was pretty unlike her. Um, But she recovered very, very nicely in the remainder of the program, landed the rest of her jumps, and she tacked on a triple toe onto her final double axel to make up the combination that she missed when she fell at the beginning of the program. And just, she's skating to kind of a medley of tango music um, already, even though it's so early in the season, her interpretation is just amazing. She doesn't leave a no untouched. um, I think it's perfect for her. And I'm very excited about the fact that this is, Probably not the final program we're gonna see. I think there's still potential for growth, and so I'm very, very, very excited to see where it goes this season. I think it's gonna be perfect for her.
2: Yeah, but I think it can
0: only, like, the program can only really get better from here as the season progresses. One thing to note is with the double axle, triple toe combo at the end, um, with the, in the US Classic, um, with the site with the scores, you can actually see the planned elements. And Satoko had a triple loop planned as her last jump, and she just changed that She just to the, her emergency combo. And so I think that really shows how well trained she is, that she can just do that on the fly because she, she's aware of the points she has and if she's losing points. And so she knew she fell on the triple edge, she didn't get her combo. And so right on the spot, she changed it to make sure she did get she, all those three combos and maximize her points, which is really impressive. Something that surprised me,
1: especially given how her short program went, was that she had no under rotation calls in the free skate, which was great. But on for on the flip side, she was robbed in performance component scores. So it all evened itself out, I guess. It all balances out.
2: Yeah, like she she only got two nines in PCS, um, so it kind of makes up for this dis for her, so her not like not being called on her jumps kind of makes up for this discrepancy because she does deserve like. A lot more nines, and um, especially for her skating skills.
1: Just when will Japanese ladies get the scores they deserve? Uh, honestly, my only wish in my dreams, <laughs> only in my dreams. Yeah, um, let's move on to our silver medalist Yuna Sulim. Overall, I I liked her, her in the short program. It was a it was a good performance, but I don't didn't really get into the program. Um, She recently switched coaches to Rafael Artinian, so I think this transition has given her some interesting programs but not really what I remember liking about her when she was a junior. Hopefully these programs will evolve and get better over the season, but right now I'm not fully sold on either her short program or her free skate.
2: Yeah, I did definitely prefer her programs last season. She was like a lot more engaged to them. You can tell she liked them a lot more than the ones she's skating to this season. Um, but I do hope she grows in terms of like interpretation to both the show program and free program.
0: On her on free skate, so Mariah Bell also skated to Chicago last season and she also had the Roxy part of the music at the beginning of the program. And when I was watching Yunzu's free skate yesterday, reminded me a lot of Mariah's program and I know um, Shailen Bourne choreographed both of their programs so I don't know I, I wish the choreography could have been a little bit more different but um, as Kite and I talked about we said that the choreography for Chicago programs tends to kind of just be the same so I don't blame Shailen for not knowing what to come up with but it was just I wish it could have been a different You know, different choreo, different music.
3: Yeah, no no shade at all. Um, I love Chicago, I love music. But yeah, the programs like the choreo, it's kind of all the same. They use really similar music cuts, I think, for a lot of them. And it's always like in a flapper dress style costume. Um she I think I mean, she does seem to enjoy the music, I think. Um I think she likes the program, which is really important. But I did notice that the step sequence, um, in the second half when they're doing, so at the end of the Chicago musical, basically the two main characters come out and they do like this this duet um, of singing and dancing and there's a lot of like jazz music and stuff and it's very fast paced and it's very exciting and that's what the, they used for the step, uh, the step sequence music. Um, but the choreography itself was pretty noticeably empty despite the music being so fast paced. Um, so that was really stark and it definitely made the program seem like more of a work in progress. And also you could see that she was definitely pretty winded near the end. Um, she wasn't you know, performing and emoting as openly as she did at the beginning. And I think, um, especially with the hard fall and the triple toe that she took at the beginning of the program, um, it seemed to kind of knock the wind out of her. So that was pretty unfortunate. But I think, I mean, her enjoying the program, I think, is a big step towards this program being performed to its maximum potential.
2: She has look like, into the world to, you know, to get this program to like to, to its maximum potential, like expression-wise. So like fa- like doing more facial expressions um, and interpreting the music a little bit better. But it definitely did get better than from when we saw it. Asian trophy, but I think like just even Asian trophy, she w- she it wasn't her best day ever. So she still have she she's a lovely skater and has a lot of has a lot of time to work on this program. So we'll move on to Yelim Kim. Uh, in the show program, she's one of those like skaters that doing that's both doing um, junior Grand Prix and competing in seniors like in the same year. I feel like she kind of likes the comfort of the junior Grand Prix and like the familiarity, but also she would like to like you know dip her toes in the deep end and gain experience in the senior ranks before like fully just diving in things will help her um, and like the other people doing like both Junior Grand Prix and the Senior Ranks at the same time. So I think it will help them build their confidence even more.
1: Yeah, I agree. She was actually just last week at the Junior Grand Prix Amber Cup and she also medaled there. Um, so she's been gaining a lot of experience both in the Junior and Senior Ranks so it's going to treat her well in the long run.
0: I like the, I think her jumps are nice. I like um, her rip-ons, her arms are straight, which we talked about before. It's always nice to see. Um, She did take a hard fall on her double axel in the short program, but before that fall, she did a back counter into that jump, which is obviously a very difficult entry, so it's it's nice to see ladies putting in these kinds of transitions. And then um, in her free skate, I think it would be Nice to see her emote a little bit more. She's obviously still a very young skater and has room to grow, but I think she has a lot of potential and we'll see how she matures as she continues in this junior season. Great! Well, let's move on to
1: the men. We have Nam Nguyen, our gold medalist, Mihael Brejina for silver and Jimmy Ma for bronze. So Nam Nguyen, his short program He's doing That's Life, and this is the third time I've seen him compete this season with this program. Um, and he's improved the program every time, performance-wise. So far, this is the best performance he's given of this program, and so I'm very excited to see how he keeps growing it as the season progresses.
2: Yeah, it's a really, really fun program. Um, you can tell he really does like skiing to it. He's um, enjoying all the movements and he's buying into the choreography really, really well and selling his character. Um, like effortlessly, which I really do
1: appreciate. Yeah, and he did fairly well technically. He did land his his quad sal and his triple axel, but he unfortunately got an under rotation call on his combo.
2: Yeah, I like that he did like the triple axel and he landed right on the music. Um, it's always nice when a skater uses the music to land their
0: jumps. Every time I hear this song, you know I'm always gonna think of of the Shimutani's short dance. (laughs) This it's a superior
2: program. I I mean, it really is.
0: is. It really is. But he, he, you can you see him skate, and you can tell he's having a lot of fun. He's he does a good job on solving the program, and I mean, all in all, you really just want to see a skater enjoying themselves out there. So it's nice to see. Yeah, he did say in the interview that
1: his free skate and his short program this season are his favorite programs that he's ever done. So I'm happy that. He at least really likes them. Yeah.
3: His jumps are still a little bit wild. They're pretty tilted when he goes up, um, probably as a result of his massive growth spurt. Um, very, very brief tangent, Nam was actually um, one of Canada's most promising um, senior men and he was fifth at the 2015 World Championships and then had a massive growth spurt. Basically had to relearn how to jump again. But it looks good that he's able to hang on to his landings now, despite... Um, how kind of uncontrolled his jumps are in the air. I think hopefully that's promising for him starting to get his jumps more consistent and especially his quads more consistent.
2: Mm-hmm. His quads, I like. Um, I saw him at sectionals. I was there at the competition. I was there like at ringside, and he did the quad style right in front of me. It was really had really really good height, and he's like getting a lot of positive GOEs on it. He's getting it a little bit more consistent this season. Which is really really nice to see. Yeah,
1: Um, For his free skate, he skated to La La Land. Um, My enemy. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. Um, There are so many La La Land programs this season, why? Um, But yeah, it does look like his quad style is getting a lot more consistent, so I'm very much happy to see that. Nam unfortunately popped a lot of elements. There was a lot of misses on this program technically, but it didn't really seem to bog him down. He kept on performing, which I really appreciate, and I know that's really hard um, for someone to keep falling and then still continue performing, Um, so I'm very proud of him for being able to do that. He does have a lot of pressure on his shoulders now that Patrick Chan is gone to become a top Canadian man, so I hope it doesn't really overwhelm him, um, and he's able to like work on his nerves. But the program itself has a lot of great potential, and so I'm very excited to see it grow. And you can definitely see that he enjoys skating to it.
2: He does. Um, like the thing about him being, um, you know, like the top Canadian national man, After Patrick retired, the field is kind of like meh right now, which is really sad. Um, especially since seeing we have like strong ladies, we have strong ice dancers. Um, they do hope that the senior men and the uprising junior men can um, raise their skating skills so then the future would have a little bit more potential. Hey, next let's move on to Jimmy Ma,
3: who took us to the club. Yes, he absolutely did.
2: Okay, you can always count on Jimmy to take you to the club, like even if your club is at like 10 a.m. watching skating.
1: Jimmy actually has a really nice triple axle, especially compared to the other US men. I was pleasantly surprised, but I. Love Jimmy. I love the creativity of this program. Like, this is what we deserve post Olympics. I don't deserve seven million Romeo and Juliets. I deserve (laughs) this program. Um, It's uh, it's like not the most technically advanced, and it's not the most, and Jimmy's not the most artistic skater, but like he knows how to perform, um, which is a skill that actually a lot of skaters lack.
0: Yeah, and he's always super fun to watch, and you know, he really delivers. And I don't know. It's just it's refreshing to see just someone not care and just skate because they love skating and skate to music that they want to. So it's nice to see. Yeah,
2: he's not like he's not afraid at all to just go super hard and skate his heart out and entertain the
1: audience while he's doing so. So I really do appreciate that about him. Yes, and so let me just say that Jimmy Ma is our US Classic 2018 bronze medalist. Woo. Praise be. Woo. Praise be. Um, <laughs> His free skate um didn't go that well, but nobody's free skates at US Classic went well, so who cares. But yeah, he ended it, there was like an it was very unfortunate at the beginning. He started up the setup for a quad toe and then tripped, so he didn't get any jump in. That was very unfortunate. Um, so so for me I don't really like for me, Jimmy is a great performer. He has he puts on a great character when he performs, and so for this program to be more on the classical side, I don't think that really embraces what Jimmy is as a skater. Um, it definitely is trying. He's definitely I understand. I understand why he does this. He has like the really fun short program and the more classically and the more figure skating esque long programs because he wants to showcase that he does have the. Sk- The skating skills and can like perform abstractly, but at the same time, I think he could do that. He can still like perform a character and have a really great free program. So I wish he would do that more.
3: Yeah. Um, I could just interject really briefly, um, since we're talking about how a lot of the skaters really struggled this weekend, um, especially for the non American listeners out there, that this competition did take place in Salt Lake City, which is at altitude, and so there's like actually less oxygen in the atmosphere, which is not great if you're doing something as intense as jumping quads. Um, And so a lot of skaters who don't necessarily train at altitude might have just run into issues with stamina from there literally not being as much air for them to breathe. So that's something kind of to keep in mind that it's not necessarily like major issues with every skater. It might just have been like the location that was making a difference in whether they landed their jumps or not.
1: This is true. We should also once again praise be Satoko Miyahara, who made all of her mistakes in the first part of the program and then continued to improve as the program went on, despite not training at altitude. Legend, honestly. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Vincent Joe, who unfortunately completely fell apart um, in his short program. The opening combo was under rotated, and he fell on his um, and he fell on the triple toe, and then he invalidated his other two jumps in the program, this was not a good time for Vincent.
2: Yeah, he didn't end up meddling at this event, Um, even though a lot of people predicted he might get first, but um, yeah. Not sure what happened there, maybe like a mental struggle with the jumps, um, but again it could also tie back to the altitude thing, to not being used to training at that high of an altitude.
3: Well but Vincent does train at altitude, he trains in Colorado oh, okay. Springs.
1: once um, once and then the free skate also didn't go well, he had four under rotation calls. He kind of fell apart a little. He did have a back injury at Worlds last season, and we haven't really heard anything about it since, So, but I think that... That might still be an issue for him. I do think I'm a fan of the potential of this program, so I hope that whatever is going on with Vincent, he gets through it because I would like to see this program skated
3: clean. Yeah, I um, props to him really for using um, authentic Chinese music. I think it's quite a nice touch. Um, I also would like to request, please, that we have Chinese music other than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There is a wide repertoire of Chinese music out there that skaters can perform too. that isn't this piece, which has been used quite extensively already in the figure skating lexicon. Um, He did look really, really out of shape and exhausted after he finished the free skate, which um, I think is due to injury. Um, I actually saw Vincent perform at an ice show just yesterday, and he did say at the show that he's been dealing with injuries all summer, so it's pretty likely that he isn't fully recovered. Um, as for the under rotation issue, he does, he has been known to under rotate a lot of his quads in the past, um, at the show, he only did triples, um, but they looked pretty intact. I was actually very, um, pleasantly surprised by his jumping technique, um, because when someone is known for under rotating, you tend to question, you know, their technique fundamentally, but, um, he, I mean, his jumps were, you know, I I couldn't really see any major issues. Um, He's very tight in the air. He rotates very fast. Um, he actually, as part of an encore, he did a triple lutz rip-on out of a cantilever, gets his arms right up. Um, I was quite impressed, honestly. Um, and just, I was I was surprised to see how small he was on the ice. So yeah, quite impressed that he's able to get um, the power to do these jumps that he has. Um, but I did notice he did seem to be a little bit hesitant to bend into his jumps when he was setting up, especially for the toe jumps. It did look like he was in pain, so... Um, he's he does still seem to be struggling with an injury a little bit. So um, hopefully that gets worked out um, soon.
0: I think also, though, like, he did struggle um, with the jumps, but at least in the beginning of the program, you could tell that he is working on his expression and he is working on inter- interpreting the music more, which is um, a growth from what we saw last season, and hopefully he continues in that direction.
1: So let's move on to the... Final event we'll be talking about today, which is ice dance. Um, so, for the medalists, we have Hubble and Donahue for gold, Carrera and Ponomarenko for silver, and Komatsubara and Coleto for bronze. On Hubble and Donahue, for the Indo rhythm dance, like technically they're great. They're one of the most technically proficient ice dancers in this field. Like, but I didn't feel any chemistry between them. Like, this is a tango. Where's my face? Where's my expression? I, I need these things, but I didn't really feel any of that from them.
2: Like technically, they were there, but expression-wise,
0: interpretation-wise, eh, not so much. And then their free dance. Oh, oh god, free dance. it was skated to Romeo and Juliet, and I just want to know why they felt the need <laughs> to include those voiceovers. I could have uh... done without them. I don't get why people love voiceover so much, but again,
3: like especially the Leo voiceover, I'm like, guys, I think Sam said this in the last episode, but like Leo is always going to be Jack. He's not Romeo, so don't do that. <laughs> like, n- just know with the voiceovers, it's just it just doesn't work. Like, I'm sorry, it's just why.
1: So I honestly didn't feel this program was dramatic enough for Romeo and Juliet. And honestly, aren't they a little too old to be skating a Romeo and Juliet program? <laughs> yeah. Like it's good for a Juniors
2: program, it's overused by Juniors a lot, but uh, yeah. And also the costumes are so boring. Pretty much like plain gray and like plain black, not much sparkles, not much like variety, um, don't flow really that well on the ice. Maybe they could
1: change them for the rest of the season? We'll see. So let me just go into a minor ice dance rant. Let's talk about lifts. I've been watching junior ice dancers with boring and interesting list positions and entries all weekend and then I come to see Hubble and Donahue give me the most boring lifts I've seen all weekend. <laughs> like they've been in the, like they've been ice dance. They've been in the senior ranks for so long. I would expect them to like take this opportunity especially post Olympic season to try something new um, choreography wise, um, lift wise. Um, but instead, it seems like they're just sticking with the same things that they've always done. Like, where is my post-Olympic season experimentation and creativity? Why? Like, for me, like the ideal lift, I always go back to the, the most creative lift I see, I always go back to is Davis and White's Shahrazad. Their curve lift is magical. And I just don't see anybody... Doing lifts at that level, or even attempting to do that lifts at that level anymore. And honestly, I'm very disappointed in if that's the way ice dance is shifting to do more of these abstract pieces with like like these with to do more abstract pieces on very much the Montreal style of ice dance, which I'm honestly not the biggest fan of.
2: Mm-hmm. It does get very repetitive from like. Team to team, um, to keep seeing that, and like the skaters that do pull off really creative lifts, really um, do
1: really creative things, you don't see them as often. I would like to give a shout out to uh, Kamatsubara and Koledo. They're after Rita Muramoto broke up. They are currently the top Japanese ice dance team, and they do have a lot to improve on. But this is their second challenger series of the season, and they've got their second bronze medal. So I'm very proud to see um. Asian ice dance rising, um, and I'm look forward to seeing how they progress in the future. They do still need to work on a lot of their skills. Their twizzles are very slow. They um, don't move as quickly on the ice as I would like, but they're definitely developing, and I'm very excited to see where they go. Yeah,
2: I watched this program like all the way from I when we we first saw it at Asian Trophy. They definitely did um, like. And back in those competitions, they were a little bit sluggish. This showing, they had really good confidence, carrying the whole program and just
1: expressing it and giving it face, which I really did like. Great. Well, that is all of the competitions that happened this weekend. Did we survive? I still don't know.
3: Yep. So we have we have four days to rest, to recuperate, and then we have the Autumn Classic International uh, Challengers. Oh God. Event. <laughs> um, starting Thursday, so that'll be something, I'm sure.
0: You know, in doing what I do here, I always pick the replays, I'll say mark this and mark that, do, and we'll have a collection of things that I want to show. I just like to show the whole program again.
3: So our shout-out of the week goes to um, An Evening with Champions, which is a nice show that I was actually at um, on Saturday night. And it's organized by Harvard University. It brings in Olympic and world medalists um, to to perform in this show. And um, the purpose is to raise money for a charity called the Jimmy Fund, which supports the families of mostly children and adults with cancer. And it funds research initiatives at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. And so, I mean, it's a great cause. Um, the pediatric cancer patients have the chance to skate with the cast before the show starts. Um, they, it's been in running for almost half a century now, actually, and they've raised close to $3 million. So, again, it's just, it's doing an incredible thing, and it's bringing people together to enjoy skating and to contribute to a very important and worthy cause. Um, some big names there. Um, Elijah Baldi was was definitely one of the draws um he i i got the sense that um he wasn't really well known because you know he is a canadian skater and i just i was just kind of rubbing my hands together a little bit like deviously just waiting for him to pull out the backflip on all the unsuspecting crowd members and he did and it was so funny people like lost their minds because they totally didn't see it coming and then um Vincent Joe was there, and Ross Minor was there, and Ross Minor, um, and Alexander Johnson, who was another um, national medalist or national competitor, actually um, attempted some same-sex pair skating with some throws, so that was that was really interesting. yeah, just it was just a lot of fun and um, again, for a very good cause. So if you're ever in the Boston area um, in September of any year, I definitely recommend going. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I'm
1: happy I found it and I, sh- I sent it your way.
3: Yeah, I didn't even know it was happening until Yogita like, sent me the link. Yeah, just thank you for my life. It was great.
1: Thank you for
2: listening. We hope to see you again for our next episode, which will cover the Andre Napala Trophy and Autumn Classic International competitions happening over the next weekend starting
1: this Thursday. If you want to get in touch with us, then please feel free to contact us via our website, inthelopodcast.com, or on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. You can find our
0: episodes on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoy the show and want to help support the team, then please consider making a donation to us on our coffee page. And we'd like to give a huge thank you to all the listeners who have contributed to our theme thus far. You can find the links to all our social media pages and our coffee on the website. If you're listening on iTunes, please
3: consider leaving a rating and review if you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. This has been Kite,
0: Andrea,
2: Miriam, and Yogida. See you soon.